Thank you, Daniel. We're set up for great amounts of water today. I see I've got all kinds I got bent. When I'm set up, man, I should make it through tonight easy. I'll tell you. Um, I appreciate Daniel filling in and taking care of things while tanks under the weather. I, t- I did talk to Susan this afternoon, and, and she said that he's doing better. He's just on a cough kind of thing going on, and I hear it's going to probably get tested again this week to see that he's all well, or at least better, and um, and uh, the girls seem to be hanging in. I think um, I think Brittany decided she wasn't going to stay there overnight just in case, and so she took off and stayed with Tanya tonight, and so, uh, but they're back from their, their trip, which is good. It was obviously good to have DJ back from his trip, and well, we, we uh, I appreciate that. I pre- you know, I, I've been to a lot of churches. So the, this is what kind of home folks tonight. I, uh, you know, Eugene, we're calling you home folks tonight. So, um, but you know, uh, I've I've dealt with sound people all around, all over. And for this guy to drive all day yesterday and then to be here and, and to run sound for us this morning, I I, I admire that, David. I just want you to know I appreciate it. I, I, it doesn't go un, unnoticed. Uh, they have a very unglamorous job. Every time you ever think about sound people is when there's a problem, you know, and that's, you know, it's really, you hear it squeal or you hear something or nothing, or you hear nothing, that's when you notice the sound people. Otherwise, they're, they're doing their job and you don't ever, oh, you know, but what they do, I appreciate. I've, I've dealt with them too many times and I appreciate all that you all do and this is a faithful congregation, I, I've got to say. You all are just um, the people that just come and no matter what. All right, we're in, um, I, I, did the, I usually have always done the January Bible study. It, was, it started, that's what it used to be called. I don't know what it's called anymore. But we called it January Bible study. And, the, and basically what it is, they pick a book of the Bible or they pick a, a series of things and and it's the Lifeway does it now. We used to be the old Baptist Sunday School board that did it. And, um, but Southern Baptists seem to do this. And in January, you kind of, you know, it's kind of gets you started the year right, studying a different book. They usually flip-flop Old Testament, New Testament, back and forth. Um, and this year's is Psalm. Well, obviously, in a six-week program or seven-week, you're not going to go through Psalms. Let's face it, you're not going to do that. So they kind of get some selected ones, and I'm kind of using theirs. I'm not going to lie. I got their material, and I've read it and been looking through it and doing that, and that's kind of where this comes from. And so that's what we're doing. Tonight's happens to be Psalm 23, which I thought was interesting. It's probably the most popular psalm, maybe the most popular passage of Scripture in the Bible. I mean, even people that are not involved don't know about Psalm 23. Everybody knows the Lord is my shepherd. You know, that's one of those things. So let's stand as you're able, and we'll read the the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. 
So as we are, we are looking through this, one of the things that it's talking about this year in the Bible study is how God reveals his character throughout. He does that in so many ways. Now we know this is one of the Davidic Psalms. David wrote it. And we're kind of looking at it, really these 22, 23, and 24 kind of go together. Okay, the three are kind of go together a little bit. And, and with that, it's interesting to look at because if you look at 22 and you just kind of glance and start reading through it, you'll see that, you know, my God, where are you forsaken me? Where are you? And, and he talks about crying out. And, and, you know, it's funny that the first thing is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where have we heard that before? On the cross, exactly. So you, you can see that here again it's foretelling Jesus and revealing Jesus' character in the way that Jesus is involved with God, that God and Jesus, there, you know, they're part of it together. So this, the 23rd, 22nd Psalm, is more of kind of a lament, you know, where's God, you know, I'm trying, is he searching, he's looking for, he wants that, I'm, I'm trying out my soul, he's, he's listening, he's trying to find. And so that, that 22nd Psalm deals with, with more of that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden we come to the 23rd Psalm, and it's that, the Lord is my shepherd. <coughs> and here we go. Might as well just leave it right up here. So the Lord is my shepherd. He's talking about, we know that, we know God is in three parts, right? We know God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we've got that, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We, we know that's the Trinity. We know that's hard to explain. <laughs> you know, all of us have tried it, right? We've done it. We've used the water example. <coughs> water, ice, steam. You know, um, if y'all, I, I'm sure all I'm not saying anything new. And, and, and we tried to make it, ex- but you can't explain it, can you? I mean, it's one of those mysteries. But we also know that each one is important in our lives. Each part plays a different role. They're all one God. Three persons. God in three persons. (coughs) But it's one of those things that we understand as we know Jesus is God's Son. We know that Jesus was God amongst us and in our midst. He came as Human and man. He was, I mean, God and man. Combination, which is really hard to fathom. You all may understand this stuff better than I do, but I just kind of go, how does that work? So, (coughs) as we read Psalm 23, David reveals a lot about God, and he also, it teaches about the nature of Jesus. The first thing is, God nourishes us. Now, nourishment is something we think about a lot. After getting through these holidays, we think about, I was not hungry much during the holidays. I don't know about you all, but I had plenty. Um, I, I, I've mentioned that we went up to Pigeon Forge, and we, my, my family's kind of intense, okay? They, they planned everything out, and one of the big things they planned out was the meals, Okay? So my son, because we had the shortest drive to Pigeon Forge, was in charge of the first dinner, Thursday night. 
fed 17 people. He did a honey soy chicken, rice, broccoli, and then we had all the desserts from everybody brought different desserts. And wonderful meal. My brother was in charge of breakfasts. He did Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning breakfasts with eggs and sausage and bacon and French toast one morning, pancakes one morning. Um, Friday night, my son-in-law, Casey and Sarah, had to, were in charge of Friday night's dinner. And they had lasagna, he, homemade lasagna, not Stouffer's. I mean, he had those stuff. I worked, had all these plans. He even made one kind of special for me because I don't like too much of the junk in it. And so I had even my own little pan of lasagna, of which I ate a good deal of it. And, and we had all that. Then the, on Saturday, we had um, the us parents, my brother, my, well, my sister really, and her husband and Janet and I, and Jean kind of jumped in and my, my brother's wife jumped in there. And we had prime rib for 19 people, prime rib and potatoes and green beans and I don't know what all else. See, y'all, I'm telling you, now they planned all these things out. You know, my, my nephew Alan was supposed to be in charge of Sunday when we went to Dollywood Sunday, so he got off the hook, and plus there was enough leftovers from the others that we could have fed an army again. Yes, my intense family plans out every meal and everything. We were making sure we weren't going hungry. There was even a cookie baking session in the midst of all this. You know, I mean, nourishment has not been our problem. Well, Maybe it's not nourishing, but it was definitely a lot of food. But I think about that, and I think about how our Father, God the Father, really is that way to us. He, he is over the top with the way He takes and pours on things for us if we'll just take the time to watch and listen and notice and take, take note of. And that's interesting to me that that's how it works. So our, He provides nourishment for us if we, if we take in His Word, we should be devouring His Word. We should be looking at having His Spirit take, come into us. And He provides for us. How many times has He provided when we need, had a need? You know, it happens, it, it happens for everyone. We get an invitation to a meal that we weren't expecting. Or maybe we, um, we have found... Um, you ever found money in a pocket from a coat or something that you forgot was in there or didn't know it was in there, and all of a sudden you had a $20 bill or something came out, and it seemed like it was the time you really needed it? I remember early in our marriage, <laughs> when we <coughs> most of us have early in our marriage experiences where money was hard to come by, you know, where, what are we going to do this week for groceries? Are we going to be able to get milk or not? This throat tickle is about to drive me nuts. Anyway, but I remember early in our, our, our marriage, we were one of, we had one of those weeks, and, and it was a cold, and I had to put on a jacket and stuck my hand in pocket, and sure enough, there was a $20 bill stuck in it. Well, that saved us. Of course, back in the <clears throat> 70s, that $20 bill went lots farther than it would have today. That was like gold. You know, it, I mean, it was amazing. But you, you know what I'm talking about. We've had the 
we've got that envelope in the mail, that card or something that had a dollar bill or five dollars. My grandma used to always, every time she mailed, every time she wrote to me, she'd send a five dollar bill. Every time. Now, my grandma had no money. I mean, they were poor folks. They, and I, I, was, I felt guilty writing her because I knew she'd write me back and send me five dollars. On the other hand, I was a poor college student and really liked the five dollars. You know, it made a big difference. But you see what I'm saying? Sometimes we get a hug on a bad day. I guarantee all of us can relate to that one. COVID has killed our hugs on bad days. And that just makes me crazy because they're so important. You know, God just kind of takes care of us, doesn't he? He provides those things. He refreshes us when we're tired. Sometimes he has to go to long ways to get us to stop, doesn't he? He has to make us sick or has to make us do, you know, something's got to happen where we'll stop for a minute. i got a good friend down in, in Waynesboro that is probably one of the hardest workers I know. He's, he's a, a good buddy. He works for a um, building supply company, Robert, you know him. And, and Robert doesn't ever stop. I mean, he runs 90 to nothing all the time. Well, lately he keeps breaking his foot. I mean, just, it's happened like two or three times. He had heel trouble for a while, then he had a broke ankle, ankle then he had something else happen. And we keep telling him, Robert, God's trying to slow you down just a little bit. And he's had to take time to back off and prop his feet up a little bit because the doctor said so. But, you know, God slows us down, I think, at times when we need it, when we should be dropping. We need to be refreshed and start. We need to get rest. And we sometimes think, we don't need rest. We're okay. Guy, I'm talking to us guys more than anybody, you know. Though the women work harder than us most of the time. Uh, <clears throat> but, they, but they do. We, they'll stop. But we won't. We, I don't know what it is about us. We just think, I don't do it. Nobody will do it. Not mentioning any names. Sometimes somebody brings you a milkshake when you least expect it. You ever had that happen? Maybe not a milkshake, but a glass of tea or, you know, wh- whatever your favorite little treat might be. When they bring it to you, what does that do? That refreshes you. He keeps us safe. How many times have you been delayed? And you come up on an accident and said, you know, it could have been me there because if I'd have left when I was supposed to. I don't know if that, that's happened to me. I can't tell you how many times. And I'm, you know, I come up on a bad wreck and I went, if I'd have left, the time I was supposed to leave, I'd have been right there at that moment. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not one of those coincidence people. I think God sometimes protects us and slows us down or does whatever so that we will miss those kind of things. I, I, I'm going to just tell you another story. It's a story night, I guess. Um, God protected me over the years in a lot of ways and a lot of different things. Um, I was at Rosemont as their minister of music and youth for a while. And um, I call it my first stint at Rosemont. And I'd been there about almost four years. And I started getting phone calls from churches asking me to come be their minister of music. Now, that's unusual when you don't have any resumes out. Okay? 
Now, it's not unusual if you put it out and kind of let people know, I'm, I might be interested in making a move. That's not unusual. But when you pretty much made it clear you're not interested in a move. So, I, you know, the first one called, I went, no, I'm not interested again. Second one called, no, I'm not interested. Third one called, no, I'm not interested. It, God had to beat me over the head six times. The sixth call I got, the sixth one, I kind of said, okay, God must be telling me something. Yes, I'll talk to you. Well, sure enough, I left. I went to that church, and the, that pastor at that time had a little issue, had some problems, and was basically let go quickly. And I would have gotten drugged into the middle of that, thinking I was new about it and knew about things like that. I would have gotten drugged into it. God knew he was protecting me from a situation that could have been very negative. But why? He knew I needed to keep on my ministry and that my ministry needed to go forward, and so he did that. What's interesting is he called me back to the church a couple of years later. But it was one of those things that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't know the problem existed. I didn't know anything was there. I didn't. But God was protecting me. He was keeping me safe. He was watching out for me. Instead of me getting caught up in something that I shouldn't have been caught up in, I could have been. I can't tell you how many times as a kid that I could have gotten caught up in some stuff I shouldn't have got caught up with and that God prevented too. I'm sure none of you can relate to stuff when you were in your teen years and that kind of thing. God looks out for us just as a shepherd watches over and takes care of his sheep. God is that person. Jesus is that person. He helps when we don't know we need help. Sometimes we don't know we need help and we do. And he watches over. God is closer than you think. We sometimes feel like he's way off somewhere else. And he's not there, but he's right here. In the midst of us right now. Looking at each and every one of us. Saying, I'm here. He sees the danger before we do. You know, he takes that shepherd's hook like the shepherd does and grabs the sheep before he walks over the edge of the cliff. Sheep are not bright, okay? They're really not. Those of you that have been around them, they're not a real bright animal. They're loyal. They understand the shepherd's voice. They hear the shepherd's voice and will follow it. But the shepherd has to kind of guide them before they walk off the edge of the cliff. Um, rods and staffs are scary, but falling off the edge of the cliff is much more scary. I worry about doing that, and I'm afraid that we do that sometimes. He grabs us and with his staff, hooks us back, and gets us back on path. And I know a lot of times if I started the wrong path, God would snatch me back and say, no, 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 you don't need to go there. This way. This is the way you need to go. And he kept me from being in harm's way. He got me out of situations um, that I could have been in deep and could have not gotten out of. But the Lord was always there to watch us. He is with us and closer than we ever thought. His word provides for us when we need it the most. How many times did we open the, open the passage of Scripture and it was just happened to be the one we needed to hear right at that time? All of you have done it. Any person in this room hadn't opened the word not, not even knowing what you're looking for, and all of a sudden reading the verse and go, I needed to hear that. I needed to know God was there. He feeds us in front of our enemies. <laughs> he shows the doubters and antagonists <laughs> that he's there for you. 
you know, when we, we, we look at that passage and say, what, what does that mean? Why does he feed us before our enemies, in the presence of our enemies? Our enemies, those people out looking at us, kind of going, I'm not sure about them. Don't understand why we're so blessed. Or don't understand why we think God is there for us. And, and don't understand all those things. But God provides for us in their presence so that they can see, look, this man, God is taking care of him. Even when he's in trouble. Or even when she is off in another way. He is there watching them and taking care of them. He's providing for you. He's feeding you. And think about his blessings. His, he feeds us. I like um, uh, the message says it kind of neat. Um, he says, you serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You, in other words, you, not only do you take care of me, you just show. You know, you just go to the, to the Lawson family vacation with all the food and all the stuff around. You know, you just happen to have it. It's all lavished right there in front of us. He doesn't stop when we give up. <laughs> he keeps on going. We want to quit. But yet he keeps us going and he keeps going. Even though we've stopped, doesn't mean he has. So I need to repeat that. He doesn't stop even though we have. We quit pretty quick. We'll get tired, discouraged. There were only 12 people on Sunday night service. What am I going to do? And it's, and it's a good time to say, what are we doing? He's saying, wait a minute. I'm still here. We're there. The 12 of us are here. We're going to do it. We're going to be fine. Guess what? Just because we give up, he doesn't. He lavishes things on us. Fills our empty lives with blessings and hopes. We so many times run on empty. You know, we've, we've given, we've done, we've been, and we're running on empty. And we kind of go, what do I do now? I don't know how to run on empty. How do I get filled back? How do, how do they fill my cup with overflowing? Well, in a new year, hope is here for us. Christ comes to us, restores our faith, our hope, and our love. Just like that. He does this all through life. We don't understand so many times, but he is there to show us that goodness and mercy are always available to us. Always available. The real promise, then, is eternal life. Wow. That's the thing we look forward to. we excited about that. Dwell with Him when? Forever. Not just for part of the time. You see, that's His character. He is not out to get us. Sometimes we wonder, God, what are you doing? What are you trying to do to me? You're just trying to get me. No, that's not how it works. He is there, and He really serves us, even though we're supposed to serve Him, and we should. He loves us, and we serve Him. He protects us, and He shepherds us. What does the shepherd do? He leads them. 
The sheep don't lead the shepherd. Though we sheep try to lead the shepherd. Don't we? Come on, we do. We want to, we take now, God, let me show you how we're going to do this. That's not what we do. But it is what we do. But that's not how it works. He speaks, and we should listen and draw near to him. When the shepherd speaks to us, we need to listen and draw near. He will watch over us, take care and protect us. He will lead us. And he will, we will be able to dwell with him forever. Chapter 24 keeps on with the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He just keeps on then with the praise of what God is. It's like a progression. If you look at 22, 23, 24, you can see David growing as he writes. Isn't that how we should be? Growing as we read and as we write and as we follow. We're not in this just to get to a certain point and stop. Our relationship with Christ changes all the time. I didn't think that was really possible when I was 30. I thought, boy, I'm getting it now. I'm starting to catch on, and I've got this thing. I think I've really got it. And at 35, boy, yeah, I'm getting Folks, I'm 65. I still don't got it. I still don't get a lot of stuff. And I look back at my 30-year-old self and go, what an idiot that child was. I mean, I really do. Because I look back and go, you know, yeah, I depended on God, but not like I do now. It's a whole different relationship. It's kind of like my marriage relationship. I got married at 22 years old. Janet and I loved each other, we thought. We didn't know or love each other. We had no clue. It's a whole different relationship now. It's, it's weathered all kinds of junk, number one, but it's a dif- deeper, different relationship. And anybody that's been married a long time will tell you that's how that works. That relationship grows deeper and deeper, and if you continue to work on it, it grows stronger and stronger. But it changes. We aren't the same if we were 22 when I was 22. It's a whole other ball game. One thing was we sit in our recliner and go, oh, we're so tired and so, you know. 22, you have energy. At 65, not so much. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything is different. Well, my relationship with Christ is different. When I was 22, I loved the Lord. But at 65, I love him differently and deeper and, 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 and much stronger. That's what it's about. And as we all grow, I mean, let's face it, most of us are a little older. We've got a couple youngers in here. But, you know, most of us have been around for a little while and have understood the progression. I've also seen some progression in these guys, too. Of course, not David as much as I've seen the progression in, in Daniel. Because, see, I knew Daniel back when. He was about this big, I think, the first time I knew Daniel. And I've watched him grow. What? He has turned his life. He's he's followed the shepherd. He's listened to the shepherd. We've all followed the shepherd. That's what we're doing. And if we're following the shepherd, guess what? 
and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, I don't know about you, but forever is a pretty long time. And a real long time. And to think that we're going to be able to dwell with Christ all that time, wow. You know, we think worship's great here. We have no clue what worship's going to be like in heaven. I mean, folks, what a day it will be. What the glory will be when we're there. The Lord is our shepherd. We have nothing to fear, nothing to want. He is there providing for it all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and what you teach us. As we study your psalms, Lord, they are songs to you. They are times that we praise you and we and it's, they just open our lives up to you so much more. We thank you for revealing your character to us. We thank you for showing us your way. Open our hearts and minds. Open our lives to you. Let us continue to grow closer and closer every day. In Jesus' name.